0: everyone. Well this morning I got to school, opened the boot, got my kids' bags out of the boot, said goodbye to Mrs. Schroeder, off she went to science, got my own stuff out of the boot and as I'm rummaging through and getting through like the random shoes and what have we got, thongs in here and empty Woolworth shopping bags. I also These brand new camping chairs. The other day, Mrs Schroeder and I went to Anaconda. That's the camping shop in Campbelltown where you buy all kinds of camping gear. And we went there because these holidays, we're going camping. We can't wait. Finally, everything's open. The borders are unlocked. We can get to where we want to go for a holiday. But we went to Anaconda because we needed to buy some more kit, some more camping gear. We need to get ready for the holiday that's coming. That's the good news that we know, isn't it? That holidays is just around the corner, it's not far. In fact, this is the last chapel talk for this year. And so, because holidays are just around the corner, and we're coming to the end of our school year, we're getting ready for going away. Maybe you're getting ready to go away too. Maybe you're going away on holidays, camping, I don't know what you're doing, but we're doing that, we're camping. And so we needed to get not just one extra chair, but we needed to get two extra chairs. Was that a red one for one of the kids and a blue one for the other kids. That way there's no fighting. Everyone's got their favorite color. It's all good to go. When you know something's coming, you get ready, you prepare, you get ready for what's going to come next. Well, in Senior School Chapel, we've been spending our time looking at the New Testament book in the Bible called Revelation. Uh, It's the very last book of the whole Bible Uh, and it's a weird book, no doubt, there's lots in it and there's lots in it that we could talk about. Uh, But simply, what I've asked you to do as we've looked at Revelation is to let your imagination be fired up. Uh, I wanted you to listen to the images that are painted for you in these words in Revelation so that you might start to think about all that we know about Jesus and to see how it's wonderfully relevant uh, for you and how you can set your hopes in it. Well, today we look at the very last chapter of Revelation and in it we discover one really big idea and that one big idea is Jesus is coming back soon. Uh, This is the big idea of Revelation chapter 21 that Jesus is coming back. But it's good to know that Jesus is coming back but it's also good to know what are we gonna do with this information? Sort of like when you go camping, right? Or when you go on holidays and you know that you're going to go on holidays, so you do something to prepare for that trip. Well, Jesus is coming back. So what are we going to do about that? Well, let's have a look at this chapter together and let's pick up on something out of it. Let's, let's identify, first of all, where it says that Jesus is coming back. And we see in chapter 22, um, in verse 7, Jesus says, Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. And then later on in verse 12, he also says, Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And then the second last verse of the whole entire Bible, Jesus says, Yes, I am coming soon see, Jesus is coming soon. There's no doubt about it. That's what the Bible teaches, that Jesus has come, Jesus has died, Jesus has dealt with our sin and the punishment of sin that's death. In fact, Jesus even conquered that punishment and he came back from the dead. He rose again. And because of that, he can bring resurrection for anyone who would believe in his name. But the thing is, we must remember as well that we believe that Jesus hasn't just resurrected and that's the end. No, no, we believe as Christians and we put our hope in Jesus as Christians because Jesus is going to come back. Yes, He Himself has said it three times at the very end of the Bible. I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. I remember as a high school student, and if I'm honest, I remember as a university student, I even remember as a Bible college student, getting a notification for an assessment task and being told that such and such an assessment is due, the essay needs to be written, and we've got four weeks until it's due, getting that notification in my hand, looking at it, and just putting it in my bag and saying, I'm gonna deal with that later. Sometimes in my foolishness, I'd say, I'm gonna deal with it later, only to forget about it later, and then find out the very last minute I've got an assessment to write. I don't want you to be like me when it comes to dealing with this information that we've just discovered, in Revelation 21. See, we've just learnt, right, that Jesus is coming back. But what are we going to do with that notification? Do we just get it and chuck it in our bag and think, I'm going to deal with it later? Or do I get it and scrunch it in a ball and chuck it over my shoulder and say, I'm not even going to worry about it at all. I'm going to forget that I even got that notification. I just don't give a stuff. Well, I don't want you to be like that. I don't want you to be naive. I don't want you to be foolish. I want you to be well planned out and I want you to be ready for when Jesus comes back. In the whole book of Revelation, we've seen some really cool things, uh, but as we've looked at Revelation, uh, what we've seen is actually two really big options that we need to keep in mind as we prepare for the return of Jesus. Now, the first option is, Jesus is coming back, so put your hope in Him. And the second option is, Jesus is coming back, put your hope in something other than Jesus. But actually, as we've looked at the book of Revelation, we've seen what happens if you put your hope in Jesus versus what happens when you put your hope in something else. Some of the things that we've looked at here that I've got written down here, if if we choose to put our hope in something other than Jesus, Revelation says that we belong to the community who worship the beast. And what we discover as well, if we belong to that beast community, then that means that we get outside of the city. We don't belong to God's city at all. We go outside of the city where evil belongs. And in fact, we become part of a nation called Babylon. We, We don't get to be part of God's very own people. We don't get to live in God's capital city. And the Bible actually says that because we belong to this community of the beast, because we are outside of the city, because we've worshipped the beast, because we belong to that foreign nation, the Bible describes that in the end if we choose to put our hope in something other than Jesus, that we're destined for a fiery lake. It's pretty graphic, isn't it? It's pretty brutal. Again, that's that fiery imagination moment, right? It's meant to captivate your thoughts so that you would think, do I want to be part of something terrible? No, I don't. So what's the other option? Well, Revelation of course has said, put your hope in Jesus. Look at Jesus, put your hope in Him. Because if you put your hope in Jesus, the Bible says that you become part of the community that belongs to Jesus, the community of the Lamb. If you put your hope in Jesus, then you get to live in the city with God. You get to wear robes that have been washed clean. You get access to the tree of life. If you belong to Jesus and you put your hope in Him, you get to gather around God's throne and worship Him. You get to worship the Lamb who was slain for us. You get to live in God's very capital city, Jerusalem, and be part of the new heavens and the new earth. You see the difference? You put your hope in Jesus, we've got lasting hope. If you put your hope in something other than Jesus, you have hope for a short time, but not hope that's going to endure forever. It's a fleeting hope, and therefore it's no hope at all. If you put hope in Jesus, it's eternal. It's life-giving. In fact, it is the only hope. Broaden, I want you to see that the Bible puts two choices in front of you. Choice number one, go with whatever you want. Choose any old hope. Hope in the things that the world throws your way and, fingers crossed, it's going to go okay. Or option number two, put your hope in Jesus. The hope which is spelled out for you, like getting a ticket from the movie cinemas, going to see James Bond at the movie ticket. You take the movie ticket. You walk into the cinema. You sit down. You know what's going to happen. Your hope is in the ticket that you've got to watch the movie on the screen, to see James Bond in the end, or the hope like you have in the holidays. You know that school will finish. You know you're going to have time to yourself to rest, to recover after a busy year. You anticipate these things are coming. Or so anticipate today that Jesus is coming. That Jesus hasn't just died and risen and ascended to heaven and then left us to our own devices. No, no. Jesus has died. Jesus has risen. He has dealt with our sin. Jesus has ascended to heaven. And the Bible has taught us that Jesus is going to come back. And because Jesus is coming back, we have an invitation to consider. And the invitation, we see it here in verse 17 of Revelation 22. It says, The Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. You see, we have an opportunity to accept the wonderful invitation. An invitation to drink from the water of life. To come and to receive life that's going to last forever. What a wonderful picture of hope we have here in Revelation because Jesus has come and he has overcome sin and death. So because Jesus is coming back, what are you going to do? Because you know that Jesus has died on the cross for your sins, what are you going to do? Because you know that Jesus has conquered death and he is risen again and he holds resurrection and new life for you too. What are you going to do? Jesus is coming back to give life. What are you going to do? Well, I hope today that you choose to put your hope in him. Because when we do, the Bible says... That when we put our hope in Him and we look forward to the day that He comes back, we look forward to a day when we will gather together as His people and we will, like it says in Revelation 4, 8, gather around His throne and we will sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Or like Revelation five twelve, it says, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. Or maybe like Revelation 5.13, where it says we will sing to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and power and glory forever and ever. We look forward to the day that Jesus is coming back, because when He does come back, if we love Him, if we have accepted Him, then we will sing great songs of such gladness, because He has saved us. Before we finish chapel, I'm going to play a song for you right now, and it's a great song that reminds us of the song that we will sing before the throne of Jesus.
1: Worthy is the Lamb who was slain (laughs) See <laughs> strengthen Lord struck wonder at the
0: finish everybody. At the very end of Revelation, this is what it says. John hears all these things and he hears that Jesus is coming back and he says, yes, come Lord Jesus. I wonder if that's your reply. You know that Jesus is coming back. Do you put your hope in it and so do you celebrate it and do you welcome it? Yes, come Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRKSchroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.